Hey hey drama heads welcome back to another episode of the long yak The first month of 2019 is already gone and so are several of the dramas that we've been watching in the last few months We give you our closing thoughts on some of these dramas oh and major spoiler warning for the ending of Alhambra we couldn't help ourselves if you want to skip that the time stamps are below We also discuss ongoing dramas that have defied expectations and stayed interesting in the second half hello last empress Now, normally after currently airing and completed dramas, we move on to discussing upcoming shows. But we decided that this segment needs a new home. We've been planning a monthly series called What's Up in Drama Land for a while now, and because of the support of a few awesome patrons, we are finally starting to feel confident enough in this venture to produce this second monthly series. What's Up in Drama Land will cover industry news and speculations about upcoming dramas. This is something we were already doing inside the Long Yaks. But the episodes started getting ridiculously long and crowded. So, starting from this month, expect the release of a second episode a few days after the long yak. Now, if you have thoughts about this change or about some drama we discussed or missed out on, let us know in the comments or on Twitter at dramasoverflow or by emailing us at dramasoverflowers@gmail.com. You guys know how much we love emails. This episode of Dramas Over Flowers is brought to you by our Patreon community. We welcome our newest patron, Graceful Egg, to the fold. We are extremely grateful for your support, Graceful Egg. This is what is letting us dream bigger. If anyone else wants to take a look at our Patreon, please visit patreon.com. Dramas Over Flowers. We are the ones with the bright orange motif. Okay, onwards to the episode. See you inside. everyone this is Saya this is Anisa and this is Forma we're back with the new yak yay <laughs> okay um <laughs> okay so we are starting with currently airing i don't think uh, we're watching a lot of currently like a lot of the new batch of dramas yet uh, we've all been caught up in work and stuff but um and and studies but we i am watching crowned clown and i think uh, saya has started it too right I've watched 25 minutes of the first episode. I tried to watch more but there was no time. <laughs> okay, that totally counts. At least you have an idea of the atmosphere of the drama. And um when we spoke about it in the last yak, I think you had expected something a little more lighthearted or something um, more along the lines of um uh, what's it called? Uh, Moonlight um uh yeah drawn uh, by clouds drawn by clouds yeah um and and i thought it would be slightly more like that but no no this uh, this got dark and how really fast oh, um so yeah. Uh, yeah and and the thing is that there's um you have these two characters like in, in usually with the prince and the pauper type of situation where you have like um you Let's know an um, upper class your jingu playing a dual role um as yeah. the crown prince turned king i guess and yeah. he has a and doppelganger a right who is a, he is a doppelganger right i haven't got that part yeah that yeah, part yeah absolutely <laughs> right so yeah so he's playing a dual role and he is uh, completely amazing in it I, i the last time i watched him was in circle which um sai and i both loved but uh, i don't know what he's done in the interim but this This is fantastic. I I think I like him even more here. He did that and time he, travel drama. The two um, 
Did world or something? No, wait, that circle. Oh, okay. The other one. No, no, no. That was it. Was it had a really similar name? Um, tunnel. Tunnel. Reunited world. There you go. Oh, really? oh, I I kept intending to watch it and then not. And then it. yeah, and then you had the sort of the general <laughs> disgruntlement of everyone watching you, like okay, pass. Right. But to yeah. be fair, he's good in everything. I haven't seen a single thing he's been bad in. Even I've only seen that one thing. But I have to say that with Circle, his character was way more passive. It's not. He didn't get. He was confused and conflicted most of the time he was on screen. <laughs> but um with crown clown he has such a range of um emotions and 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 opportunity to perform like he he's playing two diametrically opposite characters but the 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 real reason crown clown and i've watched i think the first three episodes and these are long episodes they are each over an hour i think hour 10 minutes but you don't feel the time passing it's so gripping and i hope it stays this way um it it's dark like legitimately really dark in terms of uh, how how bad can a king be not because he's cruel and evil for the heck of it but because he is weak and incompetent and easily manipulated and and the drama make quickly makes this um point they set up this amazing like historical context where they are like look we don't need the, the a kingdom doesn't need its king to be a good man necessarily but it does need the king to be strong and the king on the seat here is not there is but but it also doesn't dismiss of uh, the king he he has a back story there's a reason why he is the way he is and then you have this clown who has is comes from a much lower uh, uh, strata of 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 um society but he of course doesn't have the pressures that the king does but he's also powerless so i uh, like very early on the show establishes how this guy is like he's cheerful but he's hot tempered and he whenever something uh, happens that's unjust he wants to get revenge but he can't because you know he's a poor clown but um fate uh, decides to put him in a situation where he suddenly wields power like he's still a puppet on uh, other people's thumbs but he has power and he can finally get the justice that he wants so mm-hmm. it's 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 very interesting done because the, when the clown is playing the king he he doesn't understand why the court behaves the way it does for him the right thing to do is so simple but then as he keeps sitting on the throne day after day he starts realizing all the different pressures that um you know uh, controls the throne and and the decisions Politics. that happen <laughs> that but this is done so well i am not used to korean um historicals actually having good uh, court politics i am stunned at how how interesting it is i i know usually people completely like they they love the action but they completely um switch off when it comes to court drama but this is one of those dramas where i'm pretty sure that the audience is going to watch it because of the politics so yeah, yeah. i usually um don't enjoy court politics but The other one that I found did a really good job with the king and his position and kind of like the politics of what he was trying to do as a king was um Tree with Deep Roots. I don't know if you guys Oh, okay, that, I haven't watched that. That's been on really my to watch list. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> and I mean the cast is like unbelievable. Um, Isn't your, is Yojingo in in that? He's not. Oh, it's um Oh, uh Yusungo. Song Joong-ki? No. Song Joong-ki plays the young king. and um 
there's a famous older actor who plays him as an adult, but he plays King Sejong who created Hangul. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, a young genius and you see how he like makes the language. It's really, it's really interesting, especially if you're a language nerd. Um, and the villain is really good. And um, Jang Hyuk is in it too. Anyway, it's, it's, I didn't mean to go on a segue, but like I found that the, the court machinations and all of that was also really compelling in that. Okay. But this uh, this drama so far is doing an amazing job of um, of creating that uh, a realistic version of Joshun era life, not just for uh, the rich and the royal, but also for uh, you know the poor people. Um, one of the reasons, like the clown, is initially forced into uh, playing the doppelganger for the king uh, because of some reasons that the king has. But um, eventually he goes back into the role. He runs away and he goes back into the role because of something that happens in his life and he wants justice. Now, usually, uh, I can't discuss this, but it, it's something that would make me really mad because a woman has to suffer to give him uh, motive, which we've talked about this before. The woman in refrigerator uh, trope is just overused. However, because of the context of the era, this kind of stuff used to happen a lot and there would be no justice. Um, this actually makes sense because what would a, a poor person do whose family has been hurt? Usually, it, it, they would not be able to do a thing because of, of um, class politics, right? because of the division in, in, in um, social uh, stratas. But um, here, he can just uh, pretend to be the king and suddenly have this whole lot of power that he didn't have before. So it just it's convincing, and I like it. And yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Nice. <coughs> I'm scared about watching more after what just happened, though, in the bit that I did watch. <laughs> yeah, but I think they they did that initially. Um, to, they threw out like really the 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 darker elements of the stories it was right the out. Worst, the darkest possible it was, thing. Are we allowed to? Oh, spoil? you would think. You would think. <laughs> But the thing is that it's not the worst, darkest possible thing. And that it is what makes like this it. drama more <laughs> gripping. Because, every, because you know, usually what would happen with K-dramas is the clown would come in and he would be kind to everyone. Everyone would be like, hey, what happened to the hateful king? He became so nice. And then court would just flourish and become really nice and everybody would be happier. But no, that is not how it works. The clown goes in, he tries to be nice. And then because of the way court life works he realizes that his simplistic point of view just doesn't is not going to make things perfect here like things things are more complicated that just because you're good doesn't mean that everybody around you will also be good it's i like it because of the realism here but also because how well the drama plays out it just like him realizing that the world is bigger than what he knew just, yeah so yeah it gets darker so that's at two episodes right now uh, um, six or something. No, I think yeah, yeah I think it, it's it's six. Um, oh, I'm, wow. I'm in about yeah, I'm I'm in the fourth episode now. Oh like, just started. Where's time going? Yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> right? Can I just add one more thought to that before? Yeah, we move on? yeah, sure. Because you're describing it, it really reminds me a lot of you know, um, you uh, ruler, master of the mask, um, the mm. drama uh, you singer did I think last year or the year be- year before last. Um, the one um, where he plays, um, he's a king, crown prince, um, and he has L, uh, the actor, the, um, what's his name? Young uh, Yeah, that's his name. Um, play, it's not a doppelganger, but because he wears a mask all the time, he's he plays uh, the king's, he's the, what is it called? Why can't I speak? Hold on. He is... <laughs> um, <laughs> 
uh, he's uh, his body double. Right, that's it. He's a king. He plays the king's body double. Um, and but that kind of Yusinga was he did that really well. But the rest of the drama wasn't that great. So it sounds like this is maybe a better revised take on the same kind of idea, which I'm quite excited by actually. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Castle? <laughs> yeah, let's. Okay, so me and Burma have been watching Sky Castle. Oh, I just started watching it. I think Anissa is far ahead of me now, by now. So I want to hear your thoughts since you haven't watched as much, and then I'll give you my. Thoughts. Um, I I don't know. Initially, the first episode was um was okay. That it was not so. I couldn't figure out what was so amazing about this drama. Why people were um so. Uh, happy with it and then um episode at least i think it was at the end of episode one um when things kind of went insane and amazing <laughs> because what i thought was like a staid um sort of parent versus academics uh moralizing sort of preachy drama suddenly became more complex like more of a human drama and um yeah no i i don't i i i really like how there are different families with different family dynamics so it's not like a, a, a sort of a one note thing where you have this one set of parents pressurizing their child to study and the child not being able to cope under that pressure. There are, there are layers. They, yeah. I, I like how they are, they are exploring the parents side of the thing, which pretty much never happens. I was just thinking that all the other school uh, associated dramas that we have watched, uh, 2003, school 2013, 2017, Sassy Gogo, even Boksu. They're more about how the students go against this establishment, how the parents or, or against the parents, you know, the student teacher versus principal and parents. That is usually the na- dynamic that plays out. And we with always are on the of side angry of... Mom. With right. the exception of angry yeah. mom, yeah. yeah. Um, with, uh, so we're usually on the side of the students, right? Looking sort of um, uh, up towards Goliath that way, like. You know, that, that's our perspective. But they've completely shifted it now. M- most of what we're seeing in this drama is not the kids' perspective. The kids are they're a very important element, but the primary perspective is the parents and their, their myriad uh, motivations. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, so far it's been interesting. But how does it get even more interesting? I, mean, I still don't understand why it's supposedly so gripping. Oh. So that, that happens. Yeah. So I watched about a little over six episodes and um, <clears throat> I actually watched a couple more yesterday with my sister um she me and her are watching it together but we felt the same way like the first episode we were like this is kind of boring everyone is really unpleasant like what's so great about this show and then at, right at the end of the first episode when like that event happens that kind of yeah. put like throws everyone for a loop and turns everything upside down in that neighborhood is really when it starts and like i mean we're on a we're just at past the end of episode six and like things keep happening and normally in this type of normally I would be like this is getting a little too dramatic but like my sister and I were agreeing that like it just works so well so like on a certain level it's a little bit over the top but then on another level like because it's a satire and it's a black comedy it can deal with really dark heavy things and in those moments the dark heavy things like you feel the impact of those like for example the, th- the things that happen to these people and their families, like it deals with some pretty intense topics um, that I don't want to spoil, but, but it's like serious stuff that people deal with in their real lives. But then there's also some really great moments of just 
humor that comes from the characters and like, I mean, these veteran actors are killing it. And like you said, they do really focus on the parents. And so you get these moments, like Yunsei is my favorite. She has, she plays um, the mom of the twins. Like yeah. These twins who are, like there's one family that has <clears throat> this really brilliant daughter who's like basically a psychopath. Super ambitious. Anything, yeah. <laughs> She'll do anything and her mom will do anything. Like both, they're set, both of them. And then there's this other family um, who ha- the father is like this really smart and controlling law professor. And his, yeah. he's played by the evil ghost in Goblin. I don't remember the actor's <laughs> name. Oh, <laughs> I so forgotten that that's who it was. Oh, oh the yeah. casting is so good. He's the so The evil uh, Yunak, right? Yeah. Yeah, the evil wow. Yunak, yeah. And then his wife is played by Yunsia, and she's just so like, I mean, she's always good, but she plays this, She's she just wants the best for her kids and she doesn't like the way that her husband like is so suffocating and like patriarchal and um dominating. And yeah, yeah. She's the only one in this neighborhood that like has a soul. <laughs> but but like she she has these like quiet moments of like rebellion or like she makes these comments sometimes and like we would just cheer because She's so smart and funny and like sometimes when the other people are doing ridiculous stuff, she just like looks at them and like, you know, Yunsia is really good at having these like very great yeah. expressions. Her expressions are the best. Um, yeah. And then her sons are also just, they're really adorable. They love their mom and they basically <clears throat> study their butts off so that yeah. their mom won't get mistreated by their dad, which is like a really sad dynamic, but it also makes me love them so much. So anyway, I don't want to go into too much detail, but like I just I wanted to say how much I love her and the music is perfect. There's this yeah. one moment where I was just like it was such a great moment, but I don't want to spoil it, but it's like the it's a soundtrack to a really famous movie and it has something to do with like the study room in their house. That's all I'll say. But that was a great scene. Um I also wanted to mention that episode 19 broke uh 22% ratings which means it's the highest yeah. rated cable it's drama in history insane. yes it's broken <laughs> goblin record which was 20.5 goblin okay. and reply 1988 yeah it's broken both of those records so it's like people are really watching this um i couldn't find yeah. the news story but you know what's hilarious that people are watching this and then they um like i read a news report about people um the uh investment in these consultants has actually kind of skyrocketed right so, like it's kind of it's like it's really yeah achieving the opposite of what I it know. wants to that's do. what i was just gonna say is that i was trying to look for where i had seen it and i couldn't find it but yeah i saw that too i think did you share it somebody else uh, yeah i put it well. in the document um and it, it's just nuts it's like so not my i was t- telling my sister about it and i was like the drama is trying to show that the like it's bad she's like yeah it's it's like finding nemo where they were trying to show how like you shouldn't pollute the environment and you should protect these fish but then like everyone went out and bought finding nemo, nemo and like <laughs> made them go extinct, and, like, almost extinct. And it was like the opposite of the message of the movie so humans are terrible yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's really good. I I cannot wait to watch the next episode. I can't believe like there's like continuous reveals. It's so good. It's just, yeah. it's just so intense and gripping, and like I'm so invested, and I'm like very surprised at how invested I am. But yeah, really I really I the the two episodes that I watch, I think two and a half episodes that I watch, like 
every episode like the first half of the episode would be one thing and then the second half of the episode the stuff would change like something would be revealed and then <laughs> the entire story would change yeah and it so, just keeps yeah. getting better and okay the even like the characters that are really hateful like you hate them but like it's so enjoyable to like hate them <laughs> and to watch them yeah. and so yeah <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. One. One. Um. Thing I really want to do. Uh. I. I don't know where that that storyline goes, but you know that um super ambitious girl that you just called a psychopath. <laughs> um, this this girl like she she really really wants to be the first, and her mom really wants her to be the doctor so that she can be acknowledged by her mother-in-law. It's just screwed up. Whatever. Um. But the thing is that I love that. she loves her daughter and she's super affectionate towards her daughter and it just that in this one instance the mother and the daughter want the same thing so um all the all the machinations all the strategizing all the you know like i just all of those things are done with the consent of the child yeah, i mean that mother hunts. is if you keep watching she's she's terrible She's the- I I'm sure she is but the where I have stopped watching is the time when she goes and slaps that uh, woman in the parking lot where um, after she finds out about you know what she finds yeah, out but <laughs> I just keep watching because oh yeah. I I actually thought that was a bit of a redeeming moment for her but damn nah, I did not want her to okay it's, fine. No, all that redemption it's yeah she gets much okay. worse also like yeah, but her, a- on her husband I I I dislike her husband I don't know where he's I think he's he he tries to come off as really cool but i already dislike him he acts like he doesn't care about his daughter being first and becoming a like he criticizes his wife for all the machinations but he also wants oh yeah exactly the same thing she does he just hit-tick. doesn't want to seem yeah he, he's such a, he is right i'm not just imagining yeah. oh, that oh yeah oh absolutely like you just okay. see it more and more how like he wants all of that but he was acts like he's he's above above it above all. it yeah so at least uh, his colleague who like drinks and comes home every night is honest about how greedy he is yeah yeah so i actually like that pair i i, I they are supposed to be the comic relief i think but i i genuinely like that pair like him and his, his wife yeah his wife is um yeah i mean yeah she's shallow dim, but yeah but she really yeah. wants the best for her kid so and her yeah her kid is really cute too so anyway <laughs> let's let's leave it there and we'll come back I want to talk to you once you've like watched more because uh yeah I think, like I think the, how many how many episodes point. are left um it's it was originally 16 but it was so popular that they extended it to 20 oh no so I, I think don't... there's just um the last two episodes that have have to air but they changed the finale airing schedule for some reason yeah so yeah it's almost so finished. yeah we we'll probably definitely talk about this next month so yes. okay yeah. all right so moving on to The Last Empress. Saya, this is all yours. Okay, The yes. Last Empress. So, Parma, how far are you? I am still halfway. I'm I'm I think I'm episode uh, 26, which is um 13, I guess. So, still there. Not not very far. And how many episodes have you seen? Saya? Uh, I can't remember the count. Okay, oh, so I'm at 37 uh, 35 36 is what I've just watched, which is 18. Yeah, I think so. That's okay. a good five episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, basically, speaking of Makcheng, this show is nuts but great, and you're gonna <laughs> love where it's going. So, you remember um, yeah. I said last time I was worried that I would like get Makcheng fatigue. Yeah. And because that like, happened, how can it possibly you know? stay good? Like, how can it possibly keep up this pace? Right. But I'm so surprised that this show 
does continue to surprise and like there's one thing that I am a bit tired of which is uh, Minura who like how many times is the woman gonna sort of die and then come back and not oh, be what is she a zombie now? she keeps coming back in different capacities and you're like oh my god not you again please I really have had enough of you <laughs> and because you know she's got this like breathy whisper which yeah. is like the way she speaks is really beginning to aggravate me. Oh, and that's, that's disappointing. Smart. She was and, so interesting. I mean, it's uh, it's not been that bad because she um she isn't dominating. She's sort of there for quick flashes. So it's not like oh my god, I hate it whenever. No, she I know. But what is what is what is disappointing is that her character devolved in that way. Like even around episode twenty six, where I am, she's obviously clearly been sidelined. So even if she comes back, she's not going to come back as one of the main villains. It's all always going to be a, a side villainous character it's it's just that her, her character is part of the reason that they can't discard her completely is that um her her punishment is still like it needs to come she is one of really? the even, even more it's just yeah oh, so like okay. um what's his name's um uh, uh Yuk's revenge has to include her so she can't disappear completely because she and the emperor have to go down together either way but what's so great is like how many people have to go down so wow. <laughs> um like you know how the show opened with it had this cold open of um like digging up a body yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. this desiccated corpse and yeah. you know with those um the empress's crown jewels around her neck and we were like you know oh my god who is that well we just hit that episode and oh my god um it's just oh it's so good basically you know like the question that has um there are two deaths that the show's been sort of um really digging into one of those deaths is an old death and one of them is a, a death that happens uh sort of early in the show um i don't want to spoil this for you but it, yeah, it it's it's a twist and a half. <laughs> okay. So okay. we've sort of, there's a twist to look forward to. I'm I'm all for it. Yay. Yeah, it's nice. it's it's really good. But also there's just there's so much more to it than, you know, the mystery of who died and who did it. Um and like when you that moment when you realise what really happened, I think I was just like agog. It's like Rah. There are more <laughs> murderers in, in the kitchen. What the it's heck? Like, it's crazy. I yeah, I'm not going to ruin this for you because it's it's okay. it's so good. But like, no, but the, now now you've now you've convinced me to keep watching because one of the reasons I kind of stopped was because I didn't want it to sort of like you know peter away into. Oh no, dude, this is stupidness. so tightly plotted. It's surprising, okay. and because you know you you kind of you feel with this kind of mukjang, this kind of melodrama that. Um, they just make it up as they go along and let it get as crazy as it can get. But it's all kind of, you know, uh, as a, like a viewer feedback thing, uh, you know, with the whole live shooting and all of that. But this yeah. is like, it's clearly well thought out. Like they've, the stuff has been built up from the beginning, really tightly plotted, so well written. And you, it is nuts, but it's good nuts. Um, yeah. And like your two, you know how our two main villains are the uh, Emperor uh, Ehyuk, um and the his mum, the Dowager, uh, Dowager Empress. They're just they're such interesting characters. I think I said a couple of weeks ago on Twitter that you know the Dowager Empress is like a one note character, and 
that's not interesting. I take it back. She is really interesting. Um, so like she has this um, moment in the last episode that I watch where she's in private and she actually cries a real tear. And it's shocking because this is a woman without any evident feelings. She's willing to use anyone and everything. And she has like no feelings for her kin. She's, you know, her, whether it's her sons or um, uh, her, her mother-in-law or any, like she just doesn't care about people. She only uses them. So she mm-hmm. has this one moment where um, she realizes that her son is about to be brought down and she cries an actual tear, you know, that it's come to this. And then she wipes it away, like just very briskly wipes it away. And she's the one who puts the seal on his fate. And it's like, oh. this is so dark. It's, oh. it's amazing. And then you have the emperor himself who starts off as this really sort of irredeemable character. And, I, and both of us, I think, were saying uh, as we were watching this that we don't really, like, he doesn't deserve to be redeemed. And of course, mm. it's all in the performance and the way the character's written and the way the actor handles it. And it, definitely the dude needs punishing, but the, you feel pity for him. Like, we're at this point where he's totally fallen for... Um, Jung Nair's character, Sunny, and Sunny has understood him uh, and she's begun to manipulate him in the same way everyone else around him does. She has like, you know, um, obviously she has her reasons and there's um, like justified reasons for a justified end, but Mm -hmm. I still feel a little bad watching her manipulate him I mean he's weak-minded and this has been happening to him like his whole life someone's Mm. always pulling his strings and like you know because of that he's never been really sort of forced to grow into someone stronger uh someone with any kind of moral fortitude Uh, there's just there's such a mixture of power and weakness in him like not strength power like he has the power that his position confers um but he's weak and he's been abused since he was a kid and he's been used his entire life by other people, mainly his mother. And the one person who had loved him like for who he was, he uh, caused like he, he plays a role in getting that person removed from his life. And so like, it's just, he's a pitiable character in a pitiable position but he's still he still did what he did, yeah. and those things are not. No, but, but the way his character is um, uh, written, he ev- every single that happens to him, he causes it himself. Right, exactly. Like, it's his own weakness that brings where, it onto himself. Yeah, but like, there is no situation where he could have been a, a better man. He he had ample opportunity. I mean, like he had a really good wife in in the um, first. Uh, I was she. She was in the queen. She was the queen. The right? empress, yeah, like, empress, 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 yeah. The first empress. Um, he had a really good wife. In a he, he was the one who messed that situation up. It just right, and because he's yeah. given a good thing, yeah. Because he so, can't believe in it, and because he lets himself be influenced by the wrong people while mistrusting the right people. I mean, in a way, he reminds me so much of people I know in real life as well. And like, you know, there are some people who just need to have, who will always be weak like this, but like the person, their their partner needs to be like good. 
Okay, so earlier, we, when we were talking about Crown Clown, I forgot to talk about this. Um, you have the character, the Crown um, Yojin goes, uh, when he's playing the king, the king is married to um, Lee Young's. Um, I forget the queen's name here, but it, it, Lee Young, who's the zombie Bora from Huayugi. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I loved them. I and I love her here. I couldn't recognize her at first because the entire historical garb, it just changed her face a bit. But she is, she is really good. Anyway, um, he has a really good queen. She has a strong moral character, a strong moral compass, and, and they ha- actually have a pretty decent... And I, it, It's not so much that they have a decent relationship, which they don't, because he's a mad king. But um, in some ways, he respects her. And he desperately wants her respect, but he's too weak to resist the strings um, of, of other people in the court. Yeah, and when he... It, it just, she, is, she, is a, she is the good influence that you're talking about. Right. And but he could actually, have been a better man. But in a way, okay. isn't that even more interesting that like the love of a good woman couldn't save him because like... He's this is true in, in both yeah, cases. Like, fundamentally in both. flawed. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's exactly. a better story than him like falling in love. I mean, I haven't seen either of one of these, but like we see it so often where like all this guy needs is like a, a wonderful <laughs> woman to but, become his but, moral but, center and make him a better person, you know? Doesn't this also remind you of the king in Goblin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're right. I, yeah You're definitely. Right. I mean, I haven't seen You're these, right. but yeah, the dynamic for sure. That was also really, that was, uh, that, yeah, that it, was, it was that dynamic. It. It's, it, yeah, it was, it, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. such a, I think, is this like a king thing, the weak king? I don't, it's, I don't know, but it, it's, like, it's like, so as a character, I mean, it's clearly a trope that works. I think it's a, um, it, it's also a trope that's true in real world. For, yeah, especially for like the, the Korean the kingdoms that came in history, like it was a lot of stories about kings who were kind of manipulated. There are a lot of stories like that in Indian history as well. The That's kings true. And, and emperors who fell. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, so, all okay, history. so it's a reality <laughs> thing. That it's yeah. not just. just but maybe it's just a power thing. Like the person who has the who holds the greatest power is yeah. always going to be someone other people will want to control. And we'll be able to control because the king, and no matter where you are, the king is, might seem like he's at the apex, but he never actually is. His mm-hmm. position is directly supported by the shoulders of a lot of people he's standing on. And if they start moving, he falls. So he's always very wary about losing his position. So he has to yeah. listen to the people around him. And, and that's one of the major components. Not in, not in uh, The Last Empress so much. Though I suppose he does depend on his mother's influence a lot, so there is yeah, that. Yeah, and it's it's exacerbated in the t- in the sense of like it's any type of power position, but when it's a it's a hereditary like monarchy, then you've been manipulated and you're in that position since childhood. So then the person who's especially susceptible, power, yeah, yeah, is even more vulnerable in those ways. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a a, a, a character that I do in uh, I you know um the young uh, uh, Arya uh, Egishi, uh, who is now Ari Gongju. She's the princess. Um, yeah. She's a little like oh god, I hated her so much in the beginning. I hated her. I hated her too. Oh god, she was the worst. She was such a stuck up little prig and always like talking. <laughs> 
you have this little specific way of talking and it made me yeah. so mad <laughs> <It's> like that <laughs> uh, but now she's turned a corner like again under the influence of someone who yeah. can actually guide you to correct yeah, but she was she she's at at that age like every the, the one thing i really liked about her character even when i hated her was yeah. that how she was always reacting directly to the influence of the people around her she was behaving like that because that was the only way she could get any attention. She was a micro politician. She and she Absolutely. understands politics. So, like a real way. child. Yes. <laughs> All kids are politicians. No, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Like she's sneaky and like you. Like there, there's this moment where she's like crying and she looks up. Like her head is down and she's looking up to see how you know how to gauge how, how is it being received. Reaction. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just. Oh yeah, but she's like a, under um, uh, uh, Sunny's uh, sort of tutelage. She's yeah. become, she's still like for, funny and forceful in that princessy way, but yeah. she's directing it towards better ends, and it's really satisfying to see that. Okay, <laughs> well, I have to get back. You're going to gonna enjoy her now. Yeah. You're really going to enjoy her. <laughs> okay, we have to move on okay. to the next show, guys. Which is my strange hero. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah. I love this show. It's so good. I, you know, I'm basically. Sad, but I haven't watched any since the last year. <laughs> I'm not even calling it my strange hero. In my head, I keep calling this like Boxer and the Wildflowers, and it's like that's its name now. <laughs> yeah, the wildflowers have really show. grown on me. I I love how they are being that the characters there are being developed. So how far are, uh, into it are you guys, or how far? I don't actually know which uh, episode is airing, but I haven't watched the last two weeks. I think yeah. we're at 27, 20, 25, 26. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just still. I'm, uh, yeah, I haven't watched any more since the last time we talked. So. Oh okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. you've got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was like waiting until I had a good chunk of time to enjoy it and i just never had a good chunk of time because so the one one good thing though that i have to say right off the bat even though i don't know where it's gone in the last two weeks is that sujang has has been written better now you know how we were complaining about her character's mm-hmm. inconsistency like the whole forgiveness thing and that was just but but i think the writers redeemed themselves her arc is getting better and she's getting more badass nice Okay, so basically, I have thoughts. <laughs> I'm, I'm one episode behind, so I'm up to uh, 24. Um, so my take home from this is, number one, New Singer needs to do comedy forever. This is just- <laughs> Yes, absolutely. He's always I, good. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and because like, it suits like, like being over the top a little <coughs> bit, suits his acting style as well. And also, he just he goes all in for it. He's like, he has no self consciousness, and he doesn't. I mean, like with that face, you don't need to. But like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I love the, you know, the sort of the musketeer trio, which uh, is uh, Boksu uh, Singu, who is you know the gangster student who yeah. um, is always in the back corner. You know, I feel weird. The one that he saved he... him from his like evil um, Ar- 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 Arbite boss, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And uh, yeah, Young Min. You I like know, him. The, the, what's it called? The, what's... Uh, oh, the one who almost, the one who tried to... The Ivy class dropout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those two are just solid. They're so... Because, yeah. like, the bond between them has grown as well. And there's, like, this, there's this great moment. I'm just going to tell you I don't care. Um, where they <laughs> ah, no. no! No, I'm going to tell you. You're going to look forward to it. Do you really want me to not tell you? Okay, it's very no, 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 no. Okay, fine. 
Okay, so they like um, they get one over on Seho, and yes, they come out of the office grinning, and uh, Boksu holds like his hands up. Um, uh, uh, I was gonna say for high fives. Can you cut this part out though, um, P? So he holds uh-huh. up his hand. Um, yeah, one on each side. And the two boys look at him and they're like, Sungu's like gr- grudgingly giving him this like high five. And they have this such a cute high five moment. And it's so good. <laughs> they are very cute. Um, but what yeah. I really do like is the way that Seho has developed. Um, and how he's actually kind of come clean to Sujung. Because, you know, Sujung is someone who, who now she's become this character who doesn't let stuff fester. She just goes and confronts him. So she's like, mm-hmm. you know, what did you do? Like, why are you doing this? And he straight up says, um, I just, I wanted to separate you guys. And he's an interesting character in that, like, he, 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 he it has no self-awareness. Mm. And he keeps no, he trying to yeah, and he keeps trying to play people um like games against each other, and he's always trying to assert himself and his own victories, and largely without regard for what it means for the other person. But also, he like, doesn't know how him. real humans work, so it doesn't... right, exactly. So he 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 thinks that people should act in the way that he thinks they should act, without understanding that people are actually like people yeah and like it's a great character and um he's doing like uh Kwak Dong-yung is doing better with the whole because I thought he was overacting a bit before with his crazy eyes and he's toned that down and he's much better now with the dead eyes much better <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I really love about like um the episode that I just finished which would be sort of 12 by the normal count you know where the angst starts is that you know the obligatory episode 12 angst um Mm. like the crux and the climax of the episode was not about the fate of the romance and this isn't a spoiler we all know what happens in episode 12 everyone says let's break up and there's a separation so (laughs) um but instead it like it really turned it on the uh, school corruption case and you've got like sujung like ready to light her fire and burn down the world and it's just it's so sort of beautifully brought together i like it Oh, I'm I'm so glad that it's like getting really good because I was a little bit unsure after our last yak. Oh no, you're gonna love it. The way it's going, you're gonna love it. Nice. As long as you forget the first few episodes. Yeah. No, I don't think you need to forget the first few episodes. It just it was good from the get go. It's just that they wanted the romance to get started already, but they had put in this conflict that needed some real in-depth conversation to resolve, but they didn't want to give the space for that conversation to happen. So they resolved it first, and then in fits and starts, they had parts of that conversation mm. later on. So, I do like how that, like, for because this is, like, meant to be, like, a love triangle, right? But I like how the yeah. romance is not... Um, a love triangle at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an easy romance. And yeah. the couple are so secure, and they're not threatened by Seho, like the their coupledom is not threatened in the way that, you know, she's not torn between these two men and whatever. It's just like mm. neither of them have any doubt about who they want to be with. And mm. the trouble that he can cause them isn't of the romantic kind. Yeah. So I like how they, they've sort of low-keyed the angst on the romance and but because there's so much more angst in there, it doesn't you don't need to push it onto the romance. The romance can just be I always like those kind of problems. stories better. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't wait until I have time to watch this. I'm excited. You know, <clears throat> uh, you're talking about how you somehow should always do comedies. And like, I had this thought, and I'll come back to this when I talk about variety, but I had this thought that like him, he reminds me a lot of Lee Jin Ki, actually, because they both have this ability to just like full on cry and like, it just takes them a second and they're just like fully immersed and like they're such good actors and they're very, but like they both have that tendency to go like a little bit, like 1% too over the top. Which works when you're playing royalty. Yeah. It just doesn't any other time. Right. You like it that way, which I have to say I do. Right. But I mean, then it's like when it's no longer like life or death and empire stakes, then you're just like, eh, but because (laughs) they have that tendency, like I feel like royalty or high school. Right. Agent Key would work in a comedy, and I wish that he would do one. I don't think he has. I want to see him in a comedy. Like, Watch Lawless Lawyer. He's great in it. Yeah? Okay. Mm, yeah, it's funny. Definitely. I'll watch it's it. I mean, so it's funny. funny in, the, in that over-the-top action. Like, I didn't, didn't I tell it's you guys there were, like, wind machine and, like, <laughs> these light sources from God knows wow. where coming on whenever there was an oh, action. Lawless scene. Lawyer is so fun. It's, it was one of my favorite dramas last year. Yeah, I didn't it, realize it that that was to the point where it was it was it was subtle in that you know it, it's poking fun at the really stylized action uh, dramas. Oh, that's what I love the most. So I'll definitely but, have to watch. But that. the humor is is very very self aware. It's 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 good. Mm, nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. I'll be talking about boyfriend now. And um, the thing is that I am not up to date on this one. Um, because of stuff, I have not actually been watching uh, dramas much in the last few weeks. But um, here is something that I found uh, on Twitter that I wanted to discuss with you guys. So um, someone Before I follow. Start, uh, can yeah. you tell us what episode you finished up till? Mm. I have no clue. Just oh. <laughs> Okay, um, last, last time we'd got up to the Musgrave Bowl. So, is it like. Yeah, I think I've watched like two episodes after that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it's, uh, you have Park Bogan's character running away a lot, which is um, can a salary person, like salary person, like a trainee do that? I don't know, but he Isn't does. He sent away. Uh, well, no, you're talking about him being uh, removed from the main office, but then he kind of just ups and leaves after that. Oh. <laughs> he I does that he too. Got, the rules are different for beautiful people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, rules, the rules are different. Sorry. But the thing is if that... You have um, um, space, you can do anything. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. The, the, the thing is that... Um, okay, so I am not up to date on this drama. But um, I uh, had this interesting discussion with uh, Kay Fangirl um, on Twitter because she wrote this article. Like She, she has a blog, um, uh, The Fangirl Verdict, and she wrote this really interesting article on why she dropped Boyfriend. And um, I don't... I, I don't think I'm I want to drop it. I really enjoy watching uh, Song Hye Kyo uh, on screen even more than Park Bogam. Um, it's just something about her extremely graceful, forbearing um, character here. Just I, I'm really drawn to it. it. It's it's very realistic and it's also very. It just she's charismatic in this very quiet way and I and yeah. I love it. She's really and, cool. and I. Re- Idea. Yeah, and I and I and I want to see like she she's gearing up for battle with her um, ex in laws, and I'm ju- I just want to see how that goes down. So that has already gone down. I just I just have not watched it. Yet. I'm actually oh, more yeah. interested in that than in the romance, to be honest. Yeah, same. exactly. So that that's exactly what we, what the conversation was about. 
the thing is initially i i did have some reservations about uh, okay so there is this social uh, uh, conditioning that we all have where when we see the the older younger pairing we generally just more comfortable when the man is older right now we all love nona romance in this group <laughs> but when you have a a a, a face like park bogams who looks so starkly younger than song hekyo that it just it was startling at first the first episode took me a while to get used to that dynamic but once i did and especially because i loved song hekyo i was in it but there there was a vague unease as the story went on that i just couldn't figure i i couldn't pinpoint the reason for it i thought maybe i was just being prejudiced like i'm being perfectly cool with um, you know like the employer employee romances when 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 the guy is the boss so why is this making me uncomfortable and uh, if ample wrote her uh, reasoning for it and i think she completely nailed it the okay i'm i'm just going to read out a bit of her thing like a very small uh, portion just just there with yeah, me yeah go for it because i think she just did a fantastic job of uh, saying it she says that there is a problem with the genre the, the where this drama has been placed it's kind of like a mix of two things um in this drama there are two groups of people those who believe they live in a romcom world and those who firmly believe that they don't live in a romcom world and when you try to smash romcom type expectations into a non romcom world things get problematic what she means by this is that you have song hye kyu and park bogam who are acting really irresponsibly when it comes to you know workplace etiquette they are doing things that uh, i'll go into um, in, in a bit that are it just it's irresponsible and it's unprofessional but when you're in a romcom it doesn't matter because hey you know boss secretary uh, stories we loved when it was happening in um, what's wrong with secretary came nobody thought it was unprofessional when the romance was starting to take off so but 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 in this drama it was bugging me because the stakes in this drama are very real everybody around them are living in the real world where if the boss sends a car to pick up her boyfriend from his workplace which is also her workplace it's a privilege she's giving to a, a staff member mm-hmm. and and he's only getting that privilege because he's dating her do you understand what i mean yeah yeah um and then when she comes into his office and he's the most junior member of that team everybody leaves so that the boss can talk to her boyfriend the, these are things that they are just unprofessional to do and and, and, and Do you think it would be different if uh, the genders had been reversed? Would we still think that, that? That's that's what I initially thought, but I don't. I don't think so. I think in this particular case, you have these two characters beca- because that that's what I'm saying. If if this had been a completely rom-com drama where you have um, these two characters act for slowly falling in love and everybody around them going like, "Oh, these two are falling in love," and the evil people are all outside the company and they are being evil in their evil way, and it's a bit caricaturish. It just mm. that would be fine. You know how with in um in Secretary Kim, you had uh, everybody in the company actually being supportive of their romance once they like, especially their core team being supportive, and you had uh, uh the actor the the boss's parents being supportive, and everybody that was not the conflict, even though they you know very uh, they did yeah. mention a bit about her discomfort 
about his behavior in the workplace how it's how it's making everybody think that she got her position by sleeping with him they mentioned that but they didn't go into it because what's because secretary kim that drama was a romcom you don't talk about real life uh, actual consequences whereas in encounter the actual consequences are being shown on screen his also, career is being affected yeah, her career like is being affected the atmosphere yeah. of like a saga in modern times with the company like it's so intense and like or at least that's i felt a little no, bit no it, like, it's 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 fantastic it's but great, again but it, it like, gives it gives this grim realism to the whole thing right yeah. so where when in that atmosphere see in in this situation i would expect these two to be extra careful about their relationship so that they can protect themselves and also not make uh, the people in the office because look he kept working for her even though they started dating and there is this huge difference in their status in the company yeah. and of course he'll be treated differently because he's dating the boss openly as we were no secretary him where they're already a team that's been together forever for de- a decade yeah, yeah. and also yeah. They, they kept their romance quiet till the last moment right but here it's just uh, as they started dating it became public news and it's an uncomfortable situation so you i would have expected the the ceo to be more uh more respectful of his position in society her conflict was not that his career is being affected her conflict was that my mother in law and my mother might try to harm him not that her actions are directly harming his career which they are and the yeah. drama was not addressing that even though everything else was so realistic that you you would expect that these 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 things be addressed you would expect an experienced ceo like her who knows how society works around her how people talk how much she's scrutinized to be aware that there are consequences to what she's doing and yeah. especially because not just because she's older but because she has more experience in this world she should have been more protective of him not just by pushing him away but just by protecting him not yeah. by yeah anyway so that was I oh, yeah. That's a really good analysis. I I think. I I yeah. I would not have thought of this if not for Okay Fan Girl. So I I have put the a link to her article uh in the description below. Please guys go read it. It's it's interesting. And even if you don't agree with me, it's just interesting to read that perspective. So yeah. Um, you guys and should also, do that. Also like shout out to Okay Fan Girl. Like her blog is really great. You should also read it. Yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. And yeah, it is great. I read it as well. Um um about the rom-com thing. Are you um just to clarify, you're saying that the characters are acting like they're in a rom-com, not that the drama is a rom-com. Exactly, exactly. The characters the are acting like drama is uh, a romance melodrama. It's a romance melodrama, but the characters are acting like their actions have no consequences. It's oh, not like the heady teenagers where they are like, "Oh, we're gonna do this because we are in the moment." And, and these two, especially Song Hye Kyo's character, is a very reserved, measured character who's had a world of experience and hurt. So even when she's giddy and happy with Park Bo Gum, and that that's good. I love seeing that. Look, I actually enjoy watching them together. I do. It's the office dynamics that that is making me uncomfortable. I I I genuinely think that the way of the the relationship was carried out in the office was irresponsible and there should be consequences and that he probably should not be working for, I know it's a hit on his career but that could not be helped he should not be working for that company he should be working somewhere else and then freely date her it just because that that dynamic is just and we talked about this with in secretary kim too that it just it's not 
and it's not like he spent years of his life in this company already he he can make a new start somewhere else but yeah anyway so yeah. that's i don't know where the drama is going i have not watched it, <laughs> watched it in the last couple of weeks but yeah so that's that was those were the initial thoughts yeah thank you that i appreciate that that's an interesting <laughs> perspective cuz no because remember last time i was like there was something about it that was making me feel a bit awkward but you guys were like no no it's fine but yeah, because, i didn't yeah, think about yeah. the genre thing cuz you're so right that that's what it is it's the genre thing okay so completed shows i just finished top star you back like last night very late this morning early <laughs> um, did you sleep at all last night <laughs> i did um and i woke up a little bit later so i've got like 5 or 6 hours it wasn't too bad um so I finished this, this finished airing yesterday, which was Friday the 25th, um, and I just watched it, like, right, right away, because I had kind of, I wasn't watching it for a while, and then, like, I think on Monday or Sunday, I watched 8, 9, and 10, and then I was, like, waiting for the end, Um, so then I just watched the ending, and it was just a really, I mean, I've said this consistently, but it's just a really cute, funny, fun drama. It has a really, like, it has a heart of gold, honestly. It's, they're both, the leads are lovable. The side characters are lovable. There aren't really any villains. Um, and it's, but it's actually also very surprisingly moving. Um, so then you have this kind of light, slapsticky, comedic, romantic comedy, but then rather than making this like you know for example the people on the island the um the people in Ubeck's agency his mother that he's kind of estranged from like all these other characters yeah. it could have just been one note you know two dimensional kind of caricatures but they ended up being by the end like i loved all of them you know like they all had their own little stories like the the teacher and the doctor's little romance that was like so over the top and ridiculous but it was great you know and then this these two like harmonies like the grandmothers that we saw in the beginning remember we talked about them in our sort of first impressions and how they were like yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. funny pair but then like in the latter like the last couple of episodes of the drama like you actually get this really touching storyline and this really this backstory between them that really made me tear up and get kind of emotional and like so by the end, it was just like this family of people that you don't want to leave. And I really liked how instead of making it a gimmick for you back to go to the island and sort of redeem himself by falling in love with this girl, it was more like that place changed him so much. And it was yeah. such a convincing transformation because of the information that we get about like what his life had been like up till that point that I never yeah. felt like it was gimmicky or like, so even though I had a lot of like over the top moments, the story, the root of the story was actually pretty well written and very sincere and I really bought it. Um, so like I'll give two examples just really quickly, like for an example of kind of the humor, there's this one part where um, the only villain is like this bulldog reporter that won't let go of Ubeck's gossip story. And he's like always waiting for a moment to, so he breaks this really damaging falsified report about Ubeck and like the his the the company like the president of Ubeck's company goes and like smashes his camera in revenge with like a mask on. 
Um, and the and the reporter had often been wearing a mask too because he was sneaking around it. So then they have, and then he like they have this confrontation, um, and they both do that thing from like the Mr. Sunshine posters where both putting the face on each other and like seeing if they can recognize the other person by only looking at their eyes. And it's like hilarious, but it's also really corny. There's a lot of moments like that where like it's kind of cheesy, but it's also genuinely really funny. Um, and I mean, the cast really pulls off, like, it's a great cast. But then there's also moments like, um, for example, early on, I'm just going to say it because it's pretty early on in the drama. It's right in the beginning when they still kind of hate each other. But Kang Soon, who is the heroine, it's the memorial day of her parents' death. And her parents, like, they drowned in an accident when she was, like, two or three. And she it kind of shows this whole, like the whole episode is kind of about that loss and how it's affected the people on the island who are basically like a family and how it's affected her. Um, and that's his first moment where he just really just wants to be there for her and comfort her because of his own really tragic and horrible experience with his own parents. And it it was like their first genuine moment of connection. And like, I kind of teared up a little bit. Like it was really sweet. It helps that the music is pretty good too. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, the music yeah. is really good. The music is really good. So, so yeah, and I, I mean, it's rare that I feel completely satisfied by the ending of something, but I feel completely satisfied. Like, and it was like the perfect length. Um, it was eleven episodes. They all ended up being around ninety minutes, so it wasn't as short as it sounds. But I think it was perfect. Like, it never dragged. It didn't go on too long. Um, I didn't care that everybody had an overly perfect happy ending. It was it was great. It made me feel a little bit healed inside. Aww. So yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I am going to finish watching it. It's it. I the thing the thing with most dramas is that even though they start off really well, often by the second half there is this exhaustion. So I have been programmed to be really wary of second halves. And I tend to, like, if I'm going to stop watching a drama for now, anywhere it's going to be at the second half. And that seems to have happened with all my currently watching dramas. But yeah. No, there's okay. no slump in this one. There's no episode Yay. 12. I mean, there isn't an episode 12. So maybe that's the secret. <laughs> how, how many episodes? It's 11. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's 11. And they're they're longer. I mean, they're, yeah, they end up being like 95 minutes. But it, I think it ends at right at the perfect. Like, you just get r- just enough, like, of that, like, fluffy, fan service stuff at the end to make you feel satisfied without you feeling like you got, like, a sugar coma and now you feel a little sick, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, yeah. that's you, Beck. Okay. Yay. One more thing to keep watching. Which I was oh. going to keep watching anyway. I don't know why I'm acting like I would not have been watching this. Start watching for me. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of endings being satisfying or not, <laughs> tell me about Memories of the Umbra. <laughs> oh, Saya has well, a lot to say. <laughs> I have a lot to say. <laughs> do, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because I I just finished it, so I st- I, I would appreciate even a few more minutes to process it. Okay, so well, <laughs> so that ending. Oh my god, this drama! 
<laughs> so we need to talk about Sung Jae-jung, who. <laughs> why? So she wrote one of my favorite dramas, and I think it's Borma's all-time favorite drama, right? Uh, oh, um, absolutely. Kinsman. So no. it's like that's the bar, and then we had nine which is a fantastic drama. Nine was the drama that the moment I finished it, I could no longer be a lurker on Drama Bean. So that's when I was like, okay, now is the time to embrace the fandom and let them heal me. And <laughs> so that was the drama that took me into the Drama Bean's fandom. Um, Wait, I mean, heal you from like a traumatic experience of the yeah. drama? No, as in it was uh, traumatic for good reasons. Oh, it, okay. was a, it was a good show. Okay. But so what you've got is you've got this... Uh, fantastic heroine in Queen and Hinsman, which is uh, Yuna, played by Yuna. And you know, Yuna has this like wonderful charm she brings to all of her roles, that even if she doesn't have a lot to do, and you know, now that I'm looking at it with like through the long lens of time, her storyline was really not Supportive. comparable to yeah. um, Kim Bung Do's. Like he had all of that hotshot action, the exciting thrillery, uh, historical melodrama, politics, intrigues, murder, assassination, everything was going on. And she was like, you know, and I have to say, I actually liked that contrast. I think it really worked in the show. Um, I, and then I, I have something to say. Yeah, go Sorry. on. Just, just an insert. I completely agree. But also in the context of that show, um, as you said, it, 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 that, that contrast worked because it was part of was the package our... of the show. It's not just that. She was our point of view. Like, if we suddenly found this Joshan era man in, in our world and he was time traveling and we had to grapple with things really quickly, figure out history really fast, figure out where in time he is and how my actions can change things or his actions change things now. It just can't so many things she was, or well, can't change. What she was, she was coping with, yeah. really well for someone who kept calling herself really dim. And I love that. I love how resourceful she was given the limited knowledge that she had, limited control she had over and all she, and, and her goals were very clear. She wanted this guy to come back and she wanted him. That, that and she wanted him safe. Yeah. So and, and she worked towards that. So I, I really enjoyed you and as you said, Yuna just puts in more into a character, even though that character might not might be might be limited in somebody else's hands in her. Mm. It just, I, I never figured out that she she had less to do. It always felt like she was very intrigued, integral to the story. Right, exactly, because he was so interested in her outcomes and like you could exactly. really relate to her and he was so cute and adorable. And I thought um, I thought she was so stunning. I think she was the first because oh. this was my second drama, right? So she yeah. was the first actress I saw with that face and I just thought, wow. I was like... <laughs> She is so beautiful. And then, of course, She's after that, you start so seeing beautiful. all the other faces that look Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, like, I also I really still loved think her really in that. I also really loved Queen and Hands Man, but I just want to point out that, like, there were some people who were not happy with the ending of Queen okay, and Okay, so I'm, I'm getting so. there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> wait, I'm saying. Wait for me. So I'm getting okay. there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As you say, there were people who were pretty dissatisfied with the ending but I wasn't so it's never like bothered me before in like for example uh, in in that drama and yeah. also in a nine um and also to some extent in W it didn't bother me that she didn't explain her mechanisms because yeah. I felt that there was enough in world that um like it was originally inexplicable yeah but in memories of Alhambra that just doesn't 
work. It does not work. It you did not, not have a magical pujok doing things. You, you, right, this is because, supposed to have, have logical reasonings. Yeah. Right. So, like, the questions, like, I have so many questions. Like, first, the moment that last shot rolled, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> it was just, like, mad fury. It's like, are you kidding me? Is this all? Are you, like, are you for real? <laughs> So then, like, you know, I was listing my questions, like, you know, okay, so why did the game malfunction and cross over into reality? Was it sentient? You know, in the other shows uh, that she's done, you've, you're talking about different timelines and dimensions and, you know, comprehensibly inexplicable. But this is a yeah. game that exists in the same reality, it exists in the same timeline. It had, like, it exists in the that same... That was created by a human being, and it's... Right, and it, and like, it, it... Like the fact, how could Seju vanish from the physical world? That did not make sense. And they had like a one-line answer to that, which also did not make sense. Yeah, and I made an invisible pocket or something. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You are not manipulating space-time. You are not able to do that. This is a game. This isn't like a, a dimension-traveling thingy. And I think what he was trying to say, though, is that he was making himself invisible to the NPCs in-game or users. No, but because he vanished from the dimension of actual. That which time, which which was never which explained. Makes no yeah. sense. How, how and what and was then, he in limbo the entire year? Well, how then, how was what was he eating? Where was he pooping? He was consumed by the game into what an electronic dimension was like. Were his particles like? Did he become like sparks of electricity? What happened? You have to explain this. It doesn't work this way. So then you you finish that with um, what's his name? Uh, Jinu also vanishing, and then it's like he suddenly uh, his silhouette appears in the very last shot, and you're like. I know you're not going to watch this, Tanisa, so it's... Are, are they spoilers? Because if they are, we should warn the listeners, because I don't care, because I'm not going to watch it, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, this whole discussion is a spoiler discussion okay. about the ending. <laughs> so, yeah, so that last shot has, uh, like, you know, uh, Jinu silhouetted appearing in-game. I mean, it's not particularly con con uh, conclusive. It's semi-ambiguous, but not... Um, as in, okay, it's him. And you have Hiju running to him. And it's I'd... just, it's, uh, you, that's like, it's one of those shots that you did because it was so cool, but it has no, like, um, uh, what is it? No foundation in the story whatsoever. Mm. Like, I was reading these interviews afterwards. Um <laughs> And, okay, Sorry, so, it just reminds me of the interviews that she gave after W and how everyone was so enraged. <laughs> so I have some, some quotes I want hold to on, read. Hold on, hold oh, on, hold yeah, on. Be before on. you move on to the interview, let me just talk, uh, say something about the last shot. So I rewound I, I re and, and watched that last shot a few times. And um, two things. First is, uh, I, I really don't think he, she needed to do that thing with Jinwoo. Jinwoo Jin uh, did not need to... Jinwoo, sorry, did not need to get sort of killed and then not that right, thing that just did not it need to happen been, it would have been good actually it wouldn't have been a bad ending if she just left him as a pile of sugar just like yeah, that's, absolutely, it. Absolutely. that's it that's his story I love sugar. <laughs> <laughs> he literally turned into sugar what <laughs> sort of <laughs> okay oh, so, i mean yeah, it's a gender reversal we like those <laughs> or or just just look he's a broken man by the end could you just let him live like that just just let him live or it's just not let him disappear ending. let him disappear 
or that that would have okay. I would have hated that. But I would have, but I would have understood it. No, but I, you know what? So my second point is what I think she was trying to do with this is just as Jinu did his quest to get what, Seju back. I so think now is she was. Is yeah, I think the implication was Park Shin Hye. This is this is Park Shin Hye's turn to have a quest to get him back. I thought even though that, she just thought that was kind of botchily. Yeah, it, it was. It was maybe, but it's it's it's. But it's done so botchily that it's not even clear that that is where because you never see Park Shin Hye hold a sword, right? So she never is an act. She's, she's never, never an actor. She's never played the game. She's exactly. She's the only it. the only time she she she's used the game is just to track Juno. That's the only purpose of her being logged in, and she right. ducks every time she's shot at or or. Well, she doesn't yeah, have so, weapons, and she's not like a player. She's she she doesn't like, even have the basic basic weapon, like the basic sword that every other uses. And you know what? Just blew my mind. Huh? <laughs> she's not the gamer at all. She's not the gamer, but that's exactly why this this uh this this I. This implication doesn't work. If she had even held a sword once, the implication might have landed better. That okay, this is now it's it's Park Shinee's turn to sort of I don't know, do something, do a quest, and get him by him out of the game. But since she's never actually been an active player and always just use it use it as a tracking mechanism, it just doesn't it just doesn't land. Also, we're we're, we're not on to Park Shinee yet because that's a whole other subject. We are. That's a that's a whole other subject. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm sorry. So you were you were saying you you uh, read up interviews so I was reading of writer, isn't there? Uh, and some uh, points were interesting. Like she really was um, uh, inspired by po- uh, Pokemon Go. That was like the inspiration <laughs> for creating this augmented mm, reality. You were right, and it's a it's it's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Um, and like the other thing that um, is kind of true about her dramas is that they've all sort of visually in terms of like the way they look the cgi the directing everything it's all stood the sort of the test of time they all of her dramas still look as good now as they did like when they aired um and this drama is just it's it's beautiful man it's totally like wow uh but yeah but that's not something (laughs) that she did other than choose a good director to work with right as, as in like they only succeed in one particular way. I see what you mean, yeah. In, in that way. Um, so where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, interestingly, you know, sometimes when you're watching dramas and you wonder if your experience of the drama is altered by, for example, like a culture barrier. Like, am I not getting something here that is clear to, for example, a domestic audience? But it's like, yeah. no, netizens are also frothing at the mouth. For exactly the same reasons we are, and like that was this great comment, and I, I I wrote it down so I could tell you guys it. So, uh, one comment goes: "This scriptwriter is a bug. Delete the scriptwriter." Uh, <laughs> so her explanation for the game malfunctioning, and I'll read you the quote from her interview, is so. Uh, the question she was asked is: Why did people die? Uh, in the game and her answer was basically that murderous intent between players caused an error and this is the quote so you can think of it as a virus um, having murderous intent and breaking the rules created an error in the game in Eugenio and Chaeyoung uh, Suk's uh, case as well the murderous fights between the users caused them to become able to feel pain and unable to log out and she adds I had my storyline edited by a professional in the field using smart lenses to play an AR game means that the brain can be controlled by the game. <clears throat> so, 
I'm sorry, I call very big BS. This is like, no. So one, Marco uh, didn't try to kill Sergio in the game. So these are the two original, like Sergio is the game creator, that's uh, uh, Pakshin's brother. And Marco was his like sort of gangster Hyung who was trying to like commandeer the profits of selling it from him. So he tried to kill Sergio in real life. Um, but while locked life. in the game. While locked in the game. But um, yeah. like, and like and Emma, in the presence of in the presence of this one NPC character Emma, right, and, who is like a, a, a lookalike of of Hiju. Pakshin yeah, and she's a sort of a oracle, and I don't know, she's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So one Marco didn't try to kill Seju in the game, so the game shouldn't have registered that because he wasn't using a game weapon and secondly mm. Sergio who uh, Marco does die Sergio didn't try to kill him he was trying to protect himself so it's like self-defense not murder I mean you know mm. in, in the way that that distinction works so yeah. no that just no and then the whole having my storyline edited by a professional and using smart lenses means that the brain can be controlled no <laughs> <laughs> no, okay so here, here's the thing that's that's not that that's a that's a misunderstood concept the brain absolutely is influenced by by oh, what you do but using smart lenses yeah the okay that is not the lens itself is not by the lens like you can no, no 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 the brain is not controlled the the brain is absolutely not controlled and the, i also call bullshit on the lens being able to make you feel right so, look, like it it's not altering your reality in that way. Like you could have come up with some pretty good pseudoscience here. Like I had yeah. a theory and my theory was that, uh, I can't remember because my memory has been wiped <laughs> by the terrible ending. Um, but like basically it was like, there was something happening, like an interaction between like your brain and the reality that you're perce perceiving through the game. Yeah, something is happening, and it's like an unexpected, you know, uh, a, a side effect of it. But I mean, you could have pulled yes, out. Yes, that, that's that's what I thought as well. That like of course your brain you is. Yeah, exactly. You you you. Uh, I assume that your the the more the users played this, or maybe it's not even about immersion. It's just about the game. Whatever technology it uses does influence uh, the person's uh, brain. Let's say. And that's fine. And at some point, it, it, it does it to a point where you believe that you've actually been hit. Like when Cha, Cha So Hyun, Cha He Hyun, what, what was the, what was Jinu's driver? Cha Hyun Suk. Cha Hyun Suk, sorry. Uh, so when Cha Hyun Suk was uh, killed by that sword, he shouldn't have felt anything, but his brain thought that he had been right, stabbed. Right, and then you tricked your brain. Exactly. So but you tricked your brain you. and he thought he died. Let so, me read you that explanation for the next part. So okay. what allows the game to access an augmented reality through the lens is that it makes it possible to control the brain, Sung explained further. So while Jinu does experience genuine pain in battle and suffers from a limp in real life, there's a logical explanation for why his leg isn't hurt while in the game. To put it simply, it's mind control. Which, again, nope. <laughs> 
she's always doing something cutting edge and different and setting trends and but man her storytelling needs work like you could with this one she could have just gone sci-fi um and like uh, again in one of the interviews she said that um she hadn't actually written in a, a love interest um or uh, for the female character and you know the female character wasn't a big thing um but then when she heard uh when she found out that pakshina was cast for that role she felt like it would uh be a waste of her character not to like you know have a love line and it's like well that went well didn't it um, because her character <laughs> was totally wasted and yeah. like literally all she did all show was cry wait for him and play guitar although impressively that guitar she did that herself like uh, she uh, she practiced a lot she put so much into that role and it's such mm. a disservice to her and she's you know she's a good actress she might not have like the sort of uh, an enormous range but she has things she's yeah, good at solid yeah yeah exactly she's a reliable actress and she's like interesting to watch and i like her like you know i'm i'm not like a, a rabid anti or a rabid uh like uh what stan is that what you call them yeah. <laughs> stan, mean, a stan. Like right. is on another level <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> those are the ones who like stalk their idols outside their homes and send them like period blood and stuff <laughs> oh, God. this is a true story let's not go there yeah. but i know what you mean like she's she's a um, she's reliable she's a really can... likable on-screen right. presence yeah yeah and she like she's able to give her uh Rose character she just had nothing to work with it's not that she had a limited amount to work with she had nothing to work with like you just uh yeah so again this is characteristic of sonja and grams is that they are all one man shows um which would be fine if you didn't have a a woman in there just sort of being furniture or as yeah. you know our, our friend um Lieutenant put it a potted plant which is what she was throughout this whole show yeah, this I... was a waste of 16 hours for me sorry go on p <laughs> i think it's worth watching anyway i uh, the the visual effects of this drama is stunning the concept was interesting and now that this has been done i'm hoping that the next story that uses augmented reality will learn from the mistakes of this story and just do better but also it was worth watching it because of hyunbin i have oh, never yeah, liked sorry. this guy better <laughs> yeah. i have never liked him better he he was he was so amazing and his character was given proper range yeah everything pakshini's character missed his character was given he not only had to battle um real uh, 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 well uh, joshon era or even alhambra uh, like old spanish uh, uh, warriors he he also had to he also had to uh, battle like the disbelief of the people in his life um constantly uh sort of battle uh, insanity because he was in 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 an insane situation and somehow stay still stay calm even keep his humor somewhat and uh, keep carrying on because he wants to survive so like oh. razor sharp it was so good this is what i mean about she should have just gone sort of all in with her one man show just make it his show it would have been better Yeah I I agree without the parkshin hey oh, tangent um I, I actually I would have had even with the lack of logic 
um at the end i don't think i would have minded i don't think i would have had the sort of like simmering ill feeling that i have towards this drama that i have because of park shin hye's character yeah like cuz the whole last episode was just her mooning around crying and waiting for him to come home and it's like uh, yeah i i skipped i skipped most of it <laughs> 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 but yeah It's yeah, not that okay. it was boring it was infuriating because it's like you've got an hour of showtime. Yeah. You should have used it wisely. Oh, and the other thing that's interesting about Jinu's character and we we will move on very soon is that um uh Sang Jae-jung said that uh she was in the, this character is the only original character that survived her first conception of this story which was originally some kind of time slip story and then she was like I'm tired of time slip and then she got inspired by Pokemon Go which was big at the time um but she'd also read uh she just read the autobiography of Elon Musk so she was like the junior character is based on him uh in in to some degree like both of them have PhDs in engineering and they're both like self-made CEOs of extremely successful IT companies that's a quote mm. um So I found that quite interesting though Elon Musk as a role model does seem a little yeah well, <laughs> but Jinu is genuinely a fantastic character and Hyunbin really nailed it I guess my hesitance with her is that I just don't trust her anymore as a writer and as like yeah. a human being so it makes me reluctant to even though I know that she's really talented in a lot of ways I'm just like uh do I really want to give that much time to you Yeah, I, I want to give you my heart anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> because she does have a genius for uh, for creating new and interesting worlds, I'll probably always give her dramas at least one, you know, try. And then of course have my heart broken, but that uh, yeah, that's just I can deal <laughs> with having heart like having heart like break. Myself protective instincts are stronger than you guys. <laughs> But like for example see with 9 that was you know that kind of killed me I can mm-hmm. deal with heartbreak what I can't deal with is it it leaving me fuming and But it simmering. has to make sense right like Yeah exactly it has not to make it always sense. has to be a happy ending it just has to make sense Yeah in the last right. two dramas with W and this one it seems like she was so in love with the concept that she didn't actually give much thought to, to the, the storytelling activities of yeah Ugh. the storytelling yeah Yeah. So, maybe she needs a really good writing partner who can rein her in. Right. She like Kim and Suk does so much better with a co-writer. Yeah. I think Sanju Jung needs to maybe steal Kim and Suk's one. It would be better. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Mukjang. <laughs> okay. What happens in the writers room? Yeah. So, those are our thoughts and now we are moving on to Red Moon Blue Sun or Children of Nobody. Sir? So, I almost forgot about that name. Okay, so that just uh, <laughs> that just ended like I think last week. Um can I start with how smug I feel about guessing the uh, identity of the <laughs> three weeks early and yeah, I feel very smug. Nice <laughs> job. Um, so this show um actually for a start this was like it got better every week. I think I talked a lot last time about how it just it's so well written and underwritten and everything but it's like to the end it did that and rare is the show that's driven by a single mystery and it keeps you guessing every single moment um but it did suffer because it had a preemption in the middle so the episode count was thrown off um so the actual final episode aired a week after the sort of uh, the penultimate episode um 
so that kind of threw it off a little bit but still like it, it was it was great um the thing that suddenly struck me about the show is that it um really reminded me of um i remember you in like its tone in the way that there's this big picture that begins to um, emerge but it's been drawn right from the start like it feels a lot Ooh. like putting together a puzzle um and like none of there's not there's no sense of this being made up as you go along because everything is so carefully placed um so i think i i also said last time about how impressed i am by um the cast and like the person i found that i warmed to the most was e kyung's character uh the de- uh, gruff detective and like the first time you meet him is like slightly disturbing overly possessive just dump boyfriend and like as the show go on goes on he proves to be this like an excellent detective but at the back of your mind there's always that whole the memory of the uncomfortable boyfriend that he was but it's great because his the way his character develops is that it's like he's constantly tested throughout the show and he's like forced to confront so many things um like things like the limits of the law or how you know when the law is supposed to deliver justice and it actually sometimes achieves the total opposite and that where his intention is to be an agent of justice through the law he then has to like face his own complicity um and particularly in this like very horrible case of child abuse um so and that like meets this uh opposite of like you know when murder is meant to be the worst crime what if the murder is justified and deserved so the way that it keeps you guessing is that you could you everyone is um believable as a culprit you know everyone has the motive but the question is who can cross the line and like you change your mind moment to moment about like you know who who it could be and who's capable of it and who believes in it and like kim sunna's character is the one who left me feeling i think the most disturbed in general like i feel like she also like she maybe presented the character that was the most real yeah you know she gets on with her life um but like in the times in between when she doesn't have to like present as a functional adult you kind of see her as this you you can see who she really is behind that functionality like she's broken and sometimes dangerously and i think that she's also disturbing because you always feel a bit off balance with her like that there are those times when she's totally like decisively functional and efficient and then there's these other times where she just like completely falls apart and she gets lost inside an inner world that only she can see and her judgment goes out of the window and you just don't know where you are with her and like it's a great character like to be put sort of like it, it's really internally consistent um were you satisfied then, with the ending um yes i think uh, it was not quite what i expected because it it turned out to have the murder stuff was actually resolved in the penultimate episode but then there ha- there was this like further crisis for Kim Sona's character which um happens in in the final episode which is where she confronts that the thing that's been haunting her from the very first episode um and like you know that whole uncertainty about how sound she how mentally sound she is that it never quite leaves you um 
and like she finally uncovers these like suppressed memories um but even then it's really hard to say what really happened because like you know did it happen or is it her interpretation that you're seeing because that's the way the show is presented that like there's this very blurred line between reality and like internal reality and external reality and unlike um memories of the alhambra it's like it's the perfect kind of ambiguity mm. um and the other uh main uh person in the show one of um quite a lot of important characters but you know Vix's N who played uh another yeah, character I really like him I actually you know I'm never quite sure about his acting so like I don't know like in in this he has a kind of like a mute intensity which is like it's either as a result of intentional acting or it masks his deficiencies and I haven't quite decided which because like all the roles I've seen him in so far have been quite similar so I, I like it's difficult to say whether he did really well or whether it's just that the role didn't need him to do much more than sort of be intense and brooding and childlike and and that's the characteristic of the all the roles I've seen him so far but there is this one really quite extraordinary scene near the end where I found him really chilling so you, for anyone who's watched it poetry and paper roses that was just that was so chilling this was a good show nice and you said anisa that you uh like you really love uh i remember you i did watch this yeah you were saying that makes me want to watch it more that it reminds you of i remember you so it's definitely and because you love kim sona as well you're gonna you you would like this show yeah it's on my list for sure okay okay so you guys have been watching an older show right Ah yeah, Master of Study. It was it was the shortage of Boksu. <laughs> like, there's not enough Boksu in my life. Let me go and see him in another school drama. <laughs> so, but this is it's like Yusengo when he's like legit sixteen, doing this uh, school drama, uh, and it's uh, Yusengo, Kozung, uh, uh, and um, Ihyonu. So the three of them. My God, it's from 2010. Wow, I, I this is Veduna in a way I have not seen her before. This is very um early Veduna. Also, this it's is based on a Japanese drama called God of Study. Just Yo, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um so you've got the teachers are the main teachers are played by um yeah, Veduna and uh Kim Suro. And they're just they're really good. Um but it's you know the fun thing about this is one the 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 student the kids they're just so tiny and they have like no screen presence and you're like I know what you will become as you watch the whole thing. I feel like it would be so weird to watch it now knowing that we like having known them as adults and later like ten years. Yeah, ago. because usually you're you do you're doing the reverse, isn't it? Yeah. Like we watch the young actors in these early dramas. Like the stuff that comes to mind is the school series. You know, twenty thirteen, twenty fifteen, twenty seventeen. Especially uh, twenty thirteen, because the the storyline is slightly similar with this external force coming in. Like uh, into twenty thirteen, we had Daniel Chui coming in and sort of imposing his way of teaching. And Jang uh, uh, Nara disagreeing with him, and here you have Beduna initially disagreeing with the lawyer who comes in and tries to establish a new way of studying. Which, yeah, which by the way, these are all methods that, um, as, as a kid, we did try out. It's not like these are completely new and amazing um, strategies. 
Yeah, it's basically the school hacks, aren't they? And I have to say, like, like at the end of every episode, they have this little uh, sort of um, epilogue type of thing when the credits roll, um, like study tips. And uh, I watch them and I feel anxiety because <laughs> it's like it, it's it's one model of schooling. Um, and, you know, after sort of living for a little while and spending very long in the education system, you just realize that that one type of schooling really doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, like South Korea's education attainment is like better than anywhere in Europe, I think. Um, well, that doesn't necessarily translate like, into it, real world it results. It works though. on one yeah. level, but it also it, it may not necessarily be healthy. And like, I don't want to sort of make cultural value judgments or anything about that because that's something very complex. Um, but yeah, I just I felt a little bit like, oh my god, thank god I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> right, I am though, so I don't want to watch yeah. school drama right now. Um, sorry, okay, just to clarify. Yeah, this was actually based on something called Dragon Zakura, not God of Study. God of Study was ah, okay. another translation was Korean teacher. title, yeah. Okay. Well, so guys, if anyone is sort of lacking for Yusungo in your life while you're between your episodes of Boksu, you know what to watch. Yes. <laughs> and we're okay. going to wrap the episode here in our new format. So um, we will see you next week with What's Up in Drama Land. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.